Hi, welcome to this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI The Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week, I have the former longtime manager of Sodexo and current operations project manager at Rippy and Associates. Please welcome Mr. Eric Goodrich. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So looking a little bit into your background, you've got a pretty extensive operations background before you became a consultant. So tell me a little bit about how you got your start in hospitality and then what brought you through to being a consultant now. Well, I guess my path has been a long one. Uh, started really with my first job uh, as a dishwasher at 14 years old in uh, in Milwaukee. So uh, that was my that was really my humble beginnings, um, and uh, did a little bit of uh, cooking at that job, and just had kept that kept that interest going, uh, and kind of decided at that point I wanted to pursue that in college and did my undergraduate hotel restaurant management and just sort of continued on from there in more the contract management side of things. And then, so you became contract management, which is mm-hmm. Sodexo, obviously. Um, what was kind of your duties in within Sodexo? Was it management right out of the way and where were you located? Sure. Well, actually, oddly enough, my, my, my path sort of started um, with the old Marriott Corporation. Oh, okay. Uh, my first my first job was with uh, was with uh, Marriott International, uh, and I was uh, at the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport. So okay. I started out as a you know bar restaurant manager, and then slowly grew as <laughs> uh, you know grew in territory at the airport. And after five years, you know, felt a little bit of uh, job burnout and wanted to try something different. So I was able to transfer over at that point to Marriott Management Services, which later okay. became Sodexo Marriott, Sodexo um, <laughs> on its own. And so went into the business and industry side uh, for a while. And then I did uh, 10 years as a director on um, uh, college campuses here in the um, uh, Twin Cities metro area. So, uh, and then from there, just sort of moved, I moved into the dealer world, the, the oh, dirty okay. dealer world for, for five <laughs> years um, and, and learned, learned the, the design and, you know, equipment specification and project management side yeah. of things uh, from, from the dealer world, from some really great people. And the next, uh, I don't know, I, I, hit a, I hit a point where I was either going to go into the world of sales uh, or I wanted to, or, or the other option was really to go into design. And uh, Rippy was a, uh, locally, it was is always been considered the gold standard for, you know, for dealers in, in the Twin Cities area um, as a independent design consultant. Yeah. And it, it was just very attracted to me and it was sort of a, a really good fit. Um, and, and just sort of a job where you couldn't have created or had a better background for a really niche position. Absolutely. Absolutely. So within Rippy, obviously they take care of all segments and industry, uh, areas, Mm -hmm. but is there any certain segment or, or, uh, specialty that you have personally within the company? Yeah. Yep. So I, I work in the uh, the higher education, college, university market segment. Uh, we certainly do a lot of K through twelve work as well, and then right. also uh, also we do we do quite a bit of corrections work as well, which is very uh, that's an interesting market segment. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I've had conversation with consultants over the years about the correction industry and how much design difference there really is that most people would have no idea that you have to think about really minutia details and how somebody could use anything as a weapon is what I've been told. That that is that is for sure. When you have trustees who you know, are working in the kitchen uh, with sharp objects and everything else, and they have nothing but time on their hands. Yeah. They have very, uh, very strong imaginations and, and will <laughs> figure figure things out as far as doing, um, you know, doing takeovers of, of the facility yeah. and things like that, that very common area for that, that kind of activity to happen yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a corrections facility. So, yeah, there's, a, you know, there's a different... Um, Obviously, safety standards with equipment, but also yeah. the sight lines are are so important of not having any you know hidden corners or right. you know uh, things like that. Is there any project that you've worked on in that comes to the top of your mind, or one or two projects that you would consider your favorite that you've worked on so far? Ooh, I I think currently one that's under construction that will be um will be opening this summer is a new uh, memorial student union at the university of north dakota um it it's uh it's a beautiful new building on campus uh and really it has it has everything that you would you know that you would want i mean as far as you know food court location you know independent concepts chain concepts convenience store then plus a full you know a full service bakery catering kitchen banquet serving areas so really just um a a wide variety of of food service spaces all under one roof so just the the variety of of um sort of projects within a project um has has been fun Getting into that background of yours a little bit, you know, I I worked Mm -hmm. at three different universities as well as part of my career. And can you talk a little bit about how much that industry, the collegiate industry has changed over, let's say the last, probably last 10 to 15 years, because it has definitely changed to the better. Obviously, it's no longer, here's a cafeteria, we're going to throw everything in it and you're good to go. Um, It's become a a, a campus hub, if you will, for a lot of places. Um, How have you seen it changes as an operator and now as a consultant? Well, I think, uh, you know, I, I I think back in my days as an operator, I think universities just looked at it as a profit center. Um, you know, they it was a they they uh, quite often they they throw a bandaid on it if there was something broken, um, but they weren't they weren't really forward thinking of of really the look and the feel and just all the possibilities that that you know that 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 space or those operations could be. Yeah. Um, and I think that 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 trend has um, has been at least in that the last 10 years or so has really been to say well this is this is an area where our students spend a lot of time yeah. and and this is a this is a, a a place where we can really improve the student experience uh you know and and also it's one of those drivers where if you have a bad program uh where it's uh almost uh, the gateway to students moving off campus. Uh, you want to, yeah. you know, you want to definitely retain students on campus, uh, you know, for a university that's income, but it also, ju- it's, it's so important for 
just student life experience of of making friends and you know co-mingling and activities on campus and and also for for students uh, or for alumni coming back to campus yeah uh, so they you know so they can see these new venues and and really the the one thing you can say about the design on the college and university campuses every level is sort of stepping up right uh, yeah. the high schools are the old are basically the the former college design and colleges are like the new you know business and industry design as far as the menu options and the the complexity of the concepts and supporting rotating menus and and you know a wide variety of cuisine yeah. so it's 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 a very exciting market segment Absolutely. whereas before i think it was pretty cookie cutter and uh, yeah. you know and, and it, the food was um as i remember being back in my college days was wasn't all you know was was palatable but it certainly wasn't a much of an experience and today yeah. it it really is it's chef driven uh you know and and student curated menus yeah. who has been or has there been somebody that's been maybe your greatest influence in your professional life that's a that's a good that's a good question i i guess i guess over the years i've had you know in all of my previous you know career uh, stages I've had, I've seemed to find a really good mentor. Mm. Um, you know, currently the past, you know, three years now, I've been working with Terry Pellegrino in our office, who's, yeah. you know, one of those people I, I put on, you know, Mount Rushmore of the, uh, <laughs> you know, the consulting world. Um, but I, I've had, I've had some really great people that I worked with in my, you know, in my dealer days who really yeah. kind of took me under their arm and, and really taught me, you know, the equipment side and, and the basics of design. Um, and then, you know, on the operation side, I, I really was very blessed, even, you know, as a young, uh, you know, a young manager out of college, some, some people who really saw, saw a lot or saw my potential yeah. and always gave me opportunities to succeed and, and, when I, when they felt I was ready to advance. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, uh, tr train, get somebody, give somebody the tools to do their job and then yeah. get out of the way and let them succeed. And I, I've always worked best in, and, and thrived in those kinds of, uh, those kinds of environments or work environments. So nice. What's one thing about Eric that no one would guess when they meet you? Maybe it's a hobby or maybe it's something else that nobody would ever know. Well, I would say probably for the past 12 years that I've been uh, a member of a uh, St. Paul-based paranormal society. So oh. Eric's a ghost hunter as well. So. Nice. Any good ghost stories? <laughs> Oh, I, I, I could go, I could go on and on with ghost stories. And, and okay. quite honestly, when, once people find that out, it's, it's, it's sort of a never ending yeah, absolutely. <laughs> asking questions about it. So, um, I could, I could, I could maybe give a list of some of the, you know, most haunted places I've been in, but hey, give me a couple uh, um, of them. Sure. I would say probably the most haunted location I've ever been in is, uh, is Waverly Hills in, uh, okay. in Kentucky. Uh, that is most certainly it's a giant, you know, former tuberculosis hospital. The one thing I can say about a, a lot of the, a lot of the places that we do end up investigating are former you know, institutions, whether yeah. they be former hospitals, mental hospitals, prisons, and they all have commercial kitchens. And I <laughs> always find myself, uh, always find myself drawn to those areas and, uh, you know, and spending time just because of the amount of energy 
and and time that people spent in those areas, you'd be surprised how active a kitchen is, even long after um, you know, long after the uh, the residents of the of the yeah. location or the employees are gone. So you've just prevented a lot of people walking in a commercial kitchen right now. People listening to this are now like they will never step foot in a commercial kitchen. Uh, What is one piece of advice you give to anyone thinking about making a career change to become a food service consultant? Well, I don't know. I I would say the the advice that I would give is, well, at least personally for me, this was sort of a mid-career move for me. As far as a consultant, I think you need to draw from... Uh, you know, just a breadth of experience, yeah. um, you know, over, over the years, whether it be, you know, on the operational side or the design side. Um, I, I think that, I think that all of those experiences, those career experiences, work experience, it, it all, um, it all comes together and it just makes, makes you that much more valuable, yeah. um, you know, to, to the client, to the, to the owners, uh, because you, you're able to one, speak the language uh, of the industry and two, really know best practices. Yeah. When you're getting ready to travel to see a client, whether it's a a meeting or whether it's a site visit or whatever, what are the Mm -hmm. three must haves that you have to have with you when you leave? I I need a good book. Uh, if I, if I, if I'm going to be, uh, if I'm going to be flying for sure, I definitely, there's a lot of downtime. So a good book is always good to have. Uh, I definitely need to have a, a laptop for sure. Um, you know, we're, we're in that, we're in that digital age, um, for, for doing, uh, you know, uh, equipment reviews or, you know, or drawing reviews, things of that nature. Hmm. A third item. Wow. Now I, now I'm getting stuck. I'll give, I'll give you one. You need a charging cable. For oh, that laptop. There, you go. There, there you go. There you go. Yes, an extra, an extra battery. Absolutely. <laughs> Always need extra batteries. And then uh, my final question is: What is uh, the three things that, if I asked your friends or family about Eric, they would tell me to describe you? Hmm. I think sense of humor. Uh, definitely have a, a a sarcastic sense of humor, um, but a pretty strong, unique one. Uh, definitely passionate. Passionate about my interests, my hobbies and work. Um, and I would, I would just say easy to get along with, uh, I think level-headed and, um, personable. Well, that's all the formal questions I've got for you. Um, Okay. But if you've seen the episodes, you know that the next questions are a little bit more lighthearted for you. Um, I've got a speed round we'll go through. Um, so just to get started, what's your favorite breakfast cereal? Granola. Uh, same, like th- granola. same thing from when you were a kid, or did you have a different one when you were a kid? No. Oh, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, it, believe it or not, it was Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran. Okay. I know. Very good. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a favorite one. I've had a lot of people answer that, so you're not alone. <laughs> Fancy restaurant or local dive? Local dive. What is one vice that you say you can't seem to part with? Coffee. <laughs> Puppies or kittens? Puppies. I don't like cats. Uh, <laughs> do you sing? I don't trust them. <laughs> I, I understand that completely. Do you sing in the shower? Yes or no? I I do. I was uh, I was in a band for a few years. Well, actually, okay. for about ten years. So yeah, I can do a little singing. Any go to song or go to genre? Oh no, just just whatever, just whatever I've been. I've been hearing, but probably, you know, kind of, kind of nineties alternative, the okay. music I sort of 
the coming of age music. All right. Live on a moon base or live on a Mars base? I think Mars. I mean, it's, 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 it's the next frontier, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If you were given $1,000 to spend on your closest friend, what would you get them? I think I would get, for my closest friend, I think I would get him uh, season tickets to uh, Milwaukee Brewers baseball games. Good choice. Would you consider yourself to be more spontaneous or more of a planner? Mm, kind of a hybrid, but I would say I would say more of a planner. Okay. So you've been put in charge of the office vending machine. What are the top mm-hmm. three items you have to have in that vending machine? <laughs> um, let's see. I would say it's it's going to be a lot of cheesy snacks. We'll say that, like <laughs> Cheetos, cheese puffs, uh, maybe maybe some some you know some beef jerky, and then um, and then if we're if we're going candy, I, I'm I'm a theater candy person, so I, I would I would say like Junior Mints and maybe Starburst. That, okay. That seems that seems like a good mix. Are you a morning person or a night owl? I'm more I, I think I've always been a morning person. I think that just comes comes from my operations days of being yeah. you know, beat be to the bakery at three thirty in the morning for work. So yeah. yeah. Soft tacos or crunchy tacos? Crunchy tacos. Coke or Pepsi? Cherry Coke Zero to be specific. Oh, good choice. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. a good choice. Cookies or brownies? I would say cookies. Okay. Any particular type? I don't know. We've been making these great oatmeal raisin cookies at home, and they've been just fantastic. So I would have to go with cookies. All right. Uh, Are you more of a day planner user or a digital calendar user? Uh, I'm a digital calendar person. Yep. I live off of Outlook. All right. Uh, And the last question I've got for you is, if humans came with a warning label, what would the warning label you wear say? Wow. This one, this one requires a little more thinking. Uh, warning label for me: um, Do not engage unless he's had eight hours of sleep. Oh, very good, very good. <laughs> well, that's all I've got for you today, Eric. Uh, but, but before we let you go, how can people find out more about you and the firm? Uh, you can just find us on the web, uh, rippyassociates.com. Perfect. Well, that wraps up this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI, the Americas. A huge thank you to Eric today for joining us. We couldn't do this show without members like yourself. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcast, And turn on those notifications so you never miss out on any future episode. But until then, cheers. <laughs>